Is your business missing predictable income? Do you know how to estimate how much money is coming in next month? Or is the sales cycle a little bit more feast and famine? If you're like many entrepreneurs, you have adopted a launch model or there's certain times of the year where you sell your product, you sell that thing that you offer, and the rest of the time, it's just a little bit more hit or miss. It's difficult to navigate. It's difficult to predict. And frankly, it can be very overwhelming. Today, my all-star guest is Kelly Roach. She is a very accomplished eight-figure earner. She runs multiple companies, multiple businesses, offers multiple coaching programs. And today, what she's going to share with us is a little bit of the knowledge that she's brought to entrepreneurship from her time as a Fortune 500 executive. With that knowledge, she's been able to teach other entrepreneurs how to create sustainable income, predictable income, and how to shorten the sales cycle. Today, in this episode, you're going to learn five actionable ways for you to start making more money in your business today without having to create yet another new product or offer. Listen, even yours truly, I took pages and pages of scribbled notes and we've got some real room for improvement. I have to say, this was an eye-opening experience. Just recording this episode is going to make me more money this year without having to put extra pressure on me to create. So without further ado, we get right to it with my guest, Kelly Roach. Kelly, thank you so much, first of all, for joining me for this conversation. I'm so happy to be here. I am too. Like, this is going to be really great. By the way, your podcast is fantastic, loaded with quick, actionable, often motivational, very tactical content for anyone who's an entrepreneur. Thank you. It's one of those things that I just, I love and I put my heart into. It's like a long game thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun to do. One of the episodes I listened to, you were talking about a problem that is, it plagues, I think, many entrepreneurs, especially those who got all excited and kind of wrapped up into the launch model, right? Where they have a program or an offer that they offer once a year, maybe twice a year, and they put all of their eggs into one basket. It's the most stressful week or two weeks of their lives. And they get this giant windfall and then they wait for the next one. But in between, it's famine. You know what I mean? So I think that I'd love to have this conversation about how do we create predictable income? What can we do so that we know how much or we have a better gauge of and how we can bring in additional income between those launch periods? Absolutely. And I mean, I love launching. I teach the live launch. I'm a huge fan of entrepreneurs using it to make those big leaps in your business, right? Yeah. But recurring revenue is for sanity. And this is what I say to every entrepreneur that I talk to. The bills are going to come every single day, 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. The sales need to also, right? Because there's always unexpected things that come up. There's Mm -hmm. always investments that you want to make in order to take the business to the next level. And to your point, like no one needs more stress in their life, right? Everyone's plate is full. Everyone is managing and dealing with so much. So the first thing is, is I always tell people like you have to think through the lens of I'm building a business that makes me money every day of the year. And when you think that way and you're getting into launching, you're going to say to yourself, okay, I might have two launches of this product throughout the course of the year, but what is the relationship between this product or these two products that I have a big launch for and and how that game of catch is going to continue in between? Describe what you mean by game of catch. Yeah. So it's like 
we're just building relationships, right? That's all we're doing. All day, every day, we're creating content, we're sharing podcasts, we're recording stories, we're doing posts online, right? It's a game of catch. Mm. And a lot of people are playing a one-way game. They throw content out there, they never actually interact with the people in their audience, mm. and then they hope something gets lobbed back their way, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's really easy in a launch, yes, because there's scarcity, there's urgency, there's an open cart, there's a closed cart, there's bonuses. There's all these things that happen inside of launch that even if you've been playing a, a one-sided game of catch, you can still do really, really well because of the nature of the launch. But a lot of people are not thinking in their business about how does this game of catch continue outside of launch without taking away from all those amazing things during launch, the scarcity, the urgency, the bonuses, the open cart, the closed cart that we want to keep intact in order to make that so meaningful, right? Right. So when you think about the sales in your business, this is the easiest way to think about it. Most people think about selling in a one-dimensional manner. Go get more clients. That is how most entrepreneurs think about their sales. But there's really five categories of ways that you can be making sales in your business every day without killing yourself, without being on a constant treadmill, without wondering where the next sale is going to come from. What are those five categories? Okay, so the first one is your own current clients, right? Most people don't talk to their own current clients. They don't. There's not a lot of conversation happening, right? It doesn't even need to be you. It could be your customer service team. It could be your client services team. It could be your operations team. It could be the manager of your company if you're not even active in the day-to-day. -day. But your current clients want more from you. Okay. Whether it's you giving an add-on service, a bolt-on to the existing subscription that they're already part of. Okay. A VIP opportunity, right? So it's increasing their lifetime value. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And this is a good way to think about it. Let's say someone listening to the show today sells a low ticket subscription. Your easiest sales are offering a very limited quality, really high value, high ticket offer because there's a huge pool of people in that low ticket offer that would love and easily drop $20,000, $30,000 for VIP access to you that is mm. never usually available. Now let's mm. flip it on the other side. Let's say that someone listening today mm -hmm. only sells high ticket. You do high ticket coaching or consulting or speaking, or maybe mm -hmm. you know you do one-to-one -one services of some kind. Well, if you threw out there some type of easy to digest, instantly available offer, it could be a one-day intensive, it could be a course, it could be a you know one thing that you only release once a year. Of course, all your customers are going to jump on that and a whole bunch of people that never usually buy from you, even though they consume all your stuff online because they can't afford your high ticket thing. Okay. Right? What's our second category? The second category is going to be your past customers. This okay. to me is the biggest miss in the world of entrepreneurship. I came from the Fortune 500 world. A huge part of our sales that we made every single week was from us going back to our past customers and making them new offers to work with us again. Mm. This is something that when I came to the world of entrepreneurship, I was literally, my mind was blown because when I got into internet marketing, I was like, oh my gosh, the only thing you focus on here is getting new customers. That's yeah. it. No one ever talks about anything else besides that. Right? right? Right, right. So your past customers love you. Like many people think of our businesses, right? Mm -hmm. You can have, and again, I, I want to give everyone a little sense of relief. It doesn't need to be you that does all of this. And when it comes to reactivating past customers to get them to buy again, 
an operations person can do this for you, an admin person can do this, your client services person can do this. These are people that already know you, like you, trust you, and have had a good experience with you. All you need is someone to continue the game of catch. What about that updated email campaign? Exactly. You can do an updated email campaign. You can offer them some type of loyalty VIP access offer. A lot of your past customers may not even know all the new offers that you have. A lot of your past, right? So a lot of people just let them sit in the general audience. Like they're like, oh, well, my past customers know what I'm doing. They, yeah. they see me on social. They know what I'm doing. That's not the same as you reaching out to a customer and saying, hey, Sarah, thank you so much for investing in ABC XYZ in 2021. I don't know if you know this, but right now we're in open registration for ABC XYZ. Or right now we have this, you know, end of year, you know, invitation going on where you can invest $4.97 or $9.97 or whatever it is. It is so easy to make these sales. It's not even selling. It's just creating awareness through relationship building by keeping the game of catch going. Kelly, such a good, good reminder. Because in a lot of our past customers, they love us. And like you said, even your most loyal followers on social media, they're not seeing even one fraction Mm -hmm. of one-tenth percent of what we're putting out there. They don't know what we're doing. They don't know about our offers. So that's, I love those two. What's our third category? Yeah. So our third one is going to be referrals, right? And this is another one. Again, most business owners are like, oh, I get referrals. I get referrals. Like everybody says, like they hear referrals and they're like, oh, I get referrals. When my customer has someone, they send them my way. Mm -hmm. And they assume they're getting referrals. But that's different than having a referral marketing plan where your business is actually referable. It's really easy for someone to refer people to you. It's a pathway that is like a simple, quick fix. Your customers know exactly the kind of person that you want to work with. You have an offer that people can buy that is outside of launch, okay? Mm. So that you can be making sales every day of the year when someone loves you and they're having a great experience with you and they're like, oh, hey, you should check out what's going on with Bobby, Sally, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people will send people to a waitlist page. This person doesn't know you. They've never Mm. worked with you before. This person just hyped you up to them, told them how amazing you were, why they need to be working with you. They then go and get your waitlist page for how they can join in six months when you open again. Yeah. No. In six months, they don't even remember your name. We're going to circle back to that product outside of launch conversation after we hear our fourth and fifth category. Yeah, definitely. So uh, the other one is reactivations, right? Renewals. Let's talk about renewals. Okay. Okay. So this this is one of the other ones that I see. and, And this is one of the things I work on with my clients a lot, right? A lot of people's mindset when they buy from you is, they're going to come in, they're going to do the thing that you deliver, that you teach or whatever your product or service is, Mm -hmm. and they're going to check the box. And people by nature, they're almost like very frantic, scattered. What's the next thing? Where do I need to go next? What do Mm -hmm. I need to do next? Easily distracted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's just human nature, right? Just we either procrastinate or we're always chasing the next thing or whatever. We're busy. There's a lot of distraction. And, you know, a lot of people don't have a renewal strategy. Mm. And a renewal strategy is it's make or break for your business and i say this to people all the time when i'm working with someone on scaling their business a lot of people think that scale is all about customer acquisition but a lot of businesses that are solely focused on customer acquisition have such high churn because they're not getting the renewals that no matter how many customers they keep bringing in on the front end they have to sell more and more just to cover what's falling out on the back end which means they can't scale 
And if right. they do scale, it's not sustainable because it's it's coming out the bottom as fast as it's coming in the top. Yes. So when you think about renewals, for everybody listening, think about it in one of three ways. A, how is it attractive or why is it attractive for someone to do your thing again? Mm-hmm. Most people in their mind are not going to just do your thing again just because. So what are you doing to make it attractive? What are you doing to make it special? What are you doing to make it meaningful? Do they get extra access? Is there uh, you know, a year two or a season two or a level two? Like, What is it that is a reason why someone would stay? That's number mm-hmm, one. Number mm-hmm. two is, is there some type of maintenance program? Right. Let's say that you run high ticket. So I'll give example of high ticket and low ticket. Like if you run high ticket, lots of people are going to come in and they're going to do your thing. It's thirty thousand dollars. It's fifty thousand dollars. Like most of the people that I work with are are in those categories. Right. Not everyone wants to go do this super intense, super high touch thing a second year in a row. Mm-hmm. But a lot of service providers that provide really high value services like that, they don't have a maintenance opportunity. So if someone doesn't want to do year two, there's like, bye. Mm-hmm. When you say, can I ask for uh, a little clarity around a a maintenance offer or a renewal offer? Yeah. Is this a, yeah. is it like, a smaller scaled down version of what they're getting? Is it a completely different offer? Yeah, it can be anything. So let me give a couple examples, right? So if you run a program, for example, let's say you have a high touch, you know, coaching or consulting offer, Mm -hmm. a maintenance program might be that they get a portion of that content and they get access to some like weekly live call or whatever. So there's a way that they can get questions answered and there's a way that they have access to you or the team or whatever, but they're not getting all the other components that go with that high ticket offer. So what does that mean? No extra work for you and the team, no extra cost in order to deliver, right? But now you get to keep a customer. And most people that buy in a service-based capacity by habitually and cyclically, which means they're gonna zig in and out. They're gonna zig in and out. But if you don't stay in touch with them, you don't keep the game of catch going and there's no reason for them to stay, you lose them. And then you have to start the whole process over to resell them as if they were a prospect. Let's talk about timing. So I don't wanna offer somebody a lesser offer, a renewal, even a maintenance program, if I'm not yet certain if they're going to automatically renew for the next year at the you know the highest level. So yeah. talk to me about what that looks like. Are we first letting them make that decision or are yeah. we offering this opportunity to them before it's time to renew? That's a great, yeah, that's such a good question. The first piece of advice that I would give everyone is make it attractive and special for someone to renew. When okay. I look at 99% of the businesses that I work with, There is no reason for someone to say there's nothing extra. There's nothing special. There's no reason why someone would say, why would I just stay and do more of the same? In their mind, they're thinking, I need to go somewhere else and I need to learn the next thing. Mm -hmm. They're not thinking, oh, let me just sit here for another six months or another year. So objective number one is like get them to renew in place at least at the price point that they're already at. But then let's say someone comes to you and they're like, you know what? I, I, I don't think this is right for me. Like, I don't want to do another six months or another year of ABC XYZ. Well, that's when you pivot into, well, here's the maintenance opportunity. If you love our team, if you've loved interacting with our content and you just want to get either content only or access only or whatever the case, that's when having a maintenance offer is so valuable because mm. it costs you nothing to deliver. It's no extra Fantastic. work. It costs you nothing. You don't need extra team members. You don't do any more 
marketing for it. It is literally a mechanism to keep that relationship in place and to keep that customer, even if they're at a lower tier, that's going to impact your margin. That has a huge swing in the overall performance of the business, right? This edition of Build Your Tribe was brought to you by Instaclub Hub. What is it? It is a membership. That means you log in and all of your lessons are there, but everything pertains only to Instagram. Full disclosure, we don't teach business funnels. We don't teach sales conversions. We don't teach email marketing. That is Marketing Impact Academy. But if you're like, my social media is at the root cause of why my business isn't growing and I know I need to master Instagram, well, you should check it out because we are giving people amazing results, like insane results, because we really have a great time studying this stuff. So check it out. Go to instaclubhub.com right now, and we keep you up to date and current. You will grow your Instagram. I promise you that. Even if they're at a lower tier, that's going to impact your margin. That has a huge swing in the overall performance of the business, right? What have, has your experience been or your understanding of what things customers find most valuable and that in, entice and motivate them to renew? I know we're speaking very generally, but... No, no. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think it's a couple things. So number one, they want something new. Let's just be honest. Let's be honest. Most people have that They're like itchy. They want something, right? So it is so easy. We know that all of us that are content creators that Mm -hmm. are teaching something, the vast majority of people that go through our stuff, they complete an itty bitty little fraction of what we're putting in there. So for 99% of people listening to this show right now, you could pull a couple things out of your main offer that could become part of the year two offer and no one would ever miss it. And actually- Mm -hmm. There's been studies done on retention. There's this great book that I love, and it is literally like a 20-minute read. It's called Retention Point. Mm. And they did all these studies on retaining customers and renewing customers. And what the study said is when, when you offer the customer all of these things and the customer doesn't have time to access them and the customer doesn't go through them, they're more likely to disconnect and then not renew yeah. because in their mind, they're like, why am I paying for something that I'm, I'm not, not using? using. Yeah. Yeah. It's that wasteful feel, that feeling like, oh my gosh, I have wasted this. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. So this is the process I went through because in my year one, initially of my flagship program, I used to have like a training library of like 300 modules, right? I am like the kind of teacher that like, (laughs) I want to cover every single part of business strategy. I want to give you everything. I'm like, here's your life, right? And I was having that exact thing. So what I did was I separated year one and then the next year, and I'll, I'll talk about like Let's talk about upsells in a second because I think a lot of people don't have that in place either. And that's another really easy one. I just literally separated out into what is absolutely essential in year one that someone needs, which ended up being like a very small fraction, like 50 of the 300. Yeah. And then we took the others and we spaced them into the other tiers of the program. Yeah. The other thing I would say that I think about that that's really important now is that people's mental load is like unbelievably high right now. Yep. 
right? So I think we have to think differently. I think there was a time earlier on in internet marketing where people were just like, give me everything. I'm going to listen to everything. I'm going to watch everything. And I think people have a lot on their plates right now. I think there's a lot going on in the world. I think we have to be really cognizant of the operating reality of the consumer right now. And I think in a lot of ways, less is more. I also think that there's so much more now to know, as especially someone who's marketing their business online or it is an online business or you're delivering a digital product or there's any online component to it, it is so much more complex than what it once was. And so there is a lot to learn. And I think you run the risk of, the entrepreneur runs the risk of being very easily distracted by whatever somebody's talking about now, that's what I need to do. Yes, you do need to do it, but not now. Like there's an order to these things. So I really like the scaling back our offer to like, yeah, I I know I want to teach them everything, but what is the minimum that they need right now? So I don't add to that overwhelm. What is your fifth and final category? Okay. Can I just give one more thing on that to answer your question before we move on? Because I think there's one other, because you were asking what would entice someone to renew, right? Special access a new or different set of content or being categorized with people that are also like next level, Mm. right? How Mm. easy would it be for someone who has a subscription to have a tier two Facebook group that their team manages where all the people that are at the next level go? Cost you nothing. Nothing. Feels completely different to the consumer to be with a higher tier. So I just wanted to mention those things because I think a lot of times people think, oh my gosh, I need to go create. And, you know, they blow these things up. Everything that I'm talking about here are things that you can do without spending an additional dollar on marketing, without spending an additional dollar on team, without creating new programs, without creating new infrastructure. So I think it's just being a little bit more thoughtful instead of being like one dimensional in your sales approach to say, I can have money coming into my business every day, but in these different ways. I like that you mentioned that tier two, which makes me think about community. How much of belonging to something and community, like what can somebody do who's like really trying to increase their renewals? What can they do to foster community if it's an online program or not, where there's some online component to it, let's just say? Well, that's exactly it. You're you're 100% right. So many people will renew just because they like the community. But if your community is kind of eh, or let's say someone's been following your stuff and studying your stuff for five years and they're pretty advanced at what you do mm-hmm. and you're constantly, every six months you're launching and you're bringing in newbies that are asking the same freaking question 18 times in the group. Now they feel this community is not valuable for me anymore. This community is not the right match for me. I need to move on and find a different one. That's why I'm saying if you start a community that just separates out the people that have completed cycle one, year one, tier one, whatever you want to call it, and you say, hey, I'm going to connect and create this inner circle of people that have already done the basics that can have conversation, dialogue, and back and forth about the next level, that's going to be valuable to them. Whereas being in that community with everyone coming in where they feel like they could answer all the questions, it's not valuable anymore. And that's why they feel like it makes sense to move on. Yeah, this is a wake-up call. I mean, there's we have a couple of programs where I, I know that's exactly what we need to do. So this is super helpful. Yeah, it's basic stuff, right? But it's it's you know it's it's so interesting because I think in the world of internet marketing, like in the sphere that we all live in, it's so different because these things don't really get talked about. Mm-hmm. So it's like you kind of forget. Yeah. 
You forget what's important. What's your fifth category? Yeah. So the fifth one is new prospects. And the thing I would say with this is making sure your offer ladder makes sense, right? So I kind of mentioned this already, but again, let's assume that people that are listening today, they already got the memo on launching and they're like, cool. I do my launch a couple times a year. I get that. I know that's going to be like my big cash injection, but that leaves 10 other months of the year that I need sales coming in every day. Yes. We gave you the past customers, right? We talked about your current customers doing upsells and add-ons and and increasing their lifetime value. We talked about your past customers, right? We talked about renewals, talked about reactivations, bringing people back, right? A maintenance offer, you know, a, a downsell, whatever it is. But new prospects, again, what is the equal opposite to the thing that you are launching that you know that everyone who wants this would also like that? And what's an easy thing that you can be selling? And I, I love to do- Wait a second. I got to back you up. You called it the equal opposite? Yeah. Like if this, then that, right? So like if you sell, okay, let's just Insta club, right? Wait, mm-hmm. Like you have this amazing Instagram club where everyone you know wants to learn how to you know get Better on Instagram. Instagram. We, we yeah. have the subscription, by the way. We've been members for, I think, right. two years now. So they have that. But what is something that also you know all of these people that are investing in Insta Club Hub? I always yep. say it wrong. Yeah. Insta Club Hub. What is something that all of these people, if you know that they want to grow their businesses on social media and they want to do it on Instagram, what's an easy thing that they would pick up that would go hand in hand, side by side with that? Like email writing campaigns, things that we don't are not a part of Insta Club Hub. We don't teach them business foundational pieces. It's just Instagram growth. Amazing. So that's something that people, you can be selling on social media every single day. People that are coming into your ecosystem, they may not even know about the Instagram program yet because it might be five more months until you Mm. release that the next time. But if they want to grow on social media, the first thing you're going to do is start an email list, right? You got to get your email list going right. right away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're growing your Instagram, but a lot of our current members, they they don't know what they're growing it for. Exactly. What they're going exactly. to do with it. How to monetize yeah, and, it. And I love to do things where it's pre-selling, where you're not... Th- this is the mistake that I see from people, right? They'll be like, okay, I don't have a launch this month, but I need to make money. Yeah. So every month they're like making up a new product and every mm-hmm. day they're okay. talking about something different and they're all over the place and you're like, you're not selling anything, mm-hmm. okay? Because they're just... It's too surface level. You know, people only see an itty bitty fraction. Like if you want to get a message across and sell something and like really sell it, you have to be consistent and you have to be frequent and you have to put it out there a lot of times, especially now, right? So I'll do something where like I have something coming up now. It's a half day intensive. I'm going to teach live, right? We'll sell that for a month and a half in between launches and we'll make sales every single day just doing posts and stories and including it in the content and mentioning it on the podcast. So that's not happening. I don't have to pre-record anything. I don't have to create anything new. I don't have to do anything besides that one little session I'm going to show up and deliver for. Mm. But for a month and a half, we can be making sales every day from social, from the email list, from the podcast for something that's in the future without constantly scrambling to say, oh my gosh, what are we going to sell today? Okay. So then if I hear you correctly, you are suggesting that the entrepreneur who's living right now in a launch model is mm-hmm. in a cycle of stress and also leaving money on the table. And they're not taking care of their customers. They're, they're kind of ghosting them after they've bought into the, the launch. They decide they were like, yeah. you know, 80, 90% ready to buy, but 
for whatever reason, they didn't. It was the wrong timing. They don't have the money, whatever their reasoning is right now. And that entrepreneur who's stuck in that launch life needs to create additional things that they can sell throughout the year. Do you suggest that those things, like the example you just gave was a half day event that feels like something that's almost like a mini launch. You're just talking about it for a month or so. What about Evergreen? Things that people can buy anytime. So let me share my perspective on that. And and I think my perspective is probably very different than a lot of other people's. But because my core business is a product that starts at 30,000, then goes to 50,000, then goes to 85,000. That's not the average entrepreneur, right? So let me give some context to what I'm saying, and then I'll tell Mm -hmm. you why I'm saying it. Okay. The reason why when I'm selling something low ticket in between launches, I would prefer for it to be something live where people interact with me because what I am doing is I am brand building and I'm creating a huge future internal buyers list of people that bought a little thing that will then go buy a much bigger thing from me. Mm-hmm. So I would prefer people to come spend three, four hours with me for 500 bucks and be like, holy crap. Like, yes, what else does this girl sell? How do I work with her? Yeah, I'll spend $30,000 with this person because, you know, I, I just got a preview of what this can be like. Now, if you're listening to this show and your core product is $1,000, $3,000, $5,000, then you may not really be as concerned about trying to get people over that hump or think about it in that way. But I think the most important thing that I would say of this entire conversation is going back to the first thing that you mentioned, which was lifetime value of a customer. Mm -hmm. If you build a business model that is focused around exceptional service, exceptional client results, and keeping your customers for as long as humanly possible, you will deliver well for them, you will build a great reputation, and your brand and business will grow. Mm. And I know that's like, Kelly, that's so Captain Obvious, why are you even saying that? (laughs) But that's not how most people are building their businesses online, and it's why people are struggling. It's why, if you look at the chart of businesses going out of business in 2023, It's a hockey stick like this. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is because everyone has been skating on the surface of how do I do the least? How do I interact with my customers the least? How do I deliver the least? How do I automate everything and never actually show up, right? And so my whole thing is like, sometimes it's worth there being like an inverse disparity in like what you're charging versus what you're giving because of the brand building and the futuristic, what that does for that relationship, if that makes sense. So I think green products are awesome. I have a, I have a thing called virtual business school where we sell like, you know, like little courses and stuff like that. But even with that, we gift them eight weeks of live calls because we don't want someone just buying a product from us never interacting with the team. They may or may not complete it. And then they're like, eh, I bought from that Kelly Roach mm. once before. Not really. You know, I didn't really get much out of it. And you're like, well, they probably didn't complete the information. Then they probably had questions that they never got answered, right? And so it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But you know yeah. what you're describing for the solopreneur or the entrepreneur who has, hasn't scaled their team, what you're describing does require a lot more bandwidth, a lot more of you and the follow-up. It's almost like an accountability for the customer. Mm -hmm. It's like, listen, you bought it. I'm going to make sure you get something out of it, right? And that requires, it requires a team or Mm -hmm. you going crazy and, you know, 
yourself trying to fulfill on those things. Yeah. So yeah. What, what things need to be in place? What does what the, in terms of a mindset for that person who wants to take their business from maybe low six figures and they're in this mindset where it's like, well, I, I have to do everything myself because I'm not making enough money to be able to justify all these yeah. extra people. What, what needs to change in terms of their mindset? Well, I think the first thing is that I would venture to guess that anyone who decided to become an entrepreneur, that one of the things on your list of values was freedom to begin with. And most entrepreneurs work more hours and make less money than they did in their job. Fact. <laughs> Fact. Yeah. And the reason why is that most of what is taught in the online space is that you're the face of the brand. You're the star. You're you're going to kind of do everything, be everything. You might have like a VA in the Philippines or a, a part-time admin or whatever the case, but you don't really have a team backing you up. It's not really something. I wrote a book on it. <laughs> I got so mad about it that I wrote a book on it. It's called Bigger Than You, The Entrepreneur's mm. Guide to Building an Unstoppable Dream Team. And the whole thing what? is to close the freedom loop as an entrepreneur, you need to be surrounded by great people, people that are invested in building with you, people that their dream fits inside your dream. And so they're gonna go all in on the mission, vision, and goal of this company because they see their future there. Hey, I just wanted to remind those of you who are listening that I recently did an episode with another guru, our secret weapon, that is Michelle Puccinelli. And we specifically broke down how it is you grow a team. So if that's something that you're struggling with, I highly encourage you to look at the link below in our show description to that episode. It's a must for anyone who knows they need to grow their team, or you can watch it on YouTube. All right, back to Kelly. Mm. They believe that there is a future there for them. And that's a whole nother conversation. Maybe we can have on another show. Yeah. But I think to answer your question, I think it's instead of saying, how do I take as much money out of the business as fast as I can? Saying, how do I put the money back into my business so that I can build an infrastructure for sustainability so that I have the time mentally and physically to care for myself and to build a sustainable business that's going to allow me to thrive as like a human, because let's be honest, like trying to do this all yourself, I don't care if you have a business doing $50,000 a year, $5 million a year, it's not sustainable, right? right? But I do think there's lots of things if you focus on lifetime value and you focus on some of the things that we talk about here today, you need far fewer customers in order to get to your overall goals if your business is efficient from the standpoint of you retain your customers, you get them to stay longer, you get them to yes. spend more, you're not having constant churn. Constant churn is the most inefficient way to build a business and it's what causes a lot of burnout. So That's they right. kind of go hand in hand, you know? So good. I mean, tons yeah. of wisdom. Kelly, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I really want people to, who've listened, and I know you had lots of aha moments, Want you to re-listen and take some notes and then create for yourself an action plan. And, and maybe yeah. you don't have to take action in all five of these areas, but even if you just yeah. picked one, you're going to yeah. increase your earning potential exponentially. Yeah. And I think perhaps even more importantly, get back some of that time because we spend so much time and money and headache and overwhelm focused on, as you said, like putting more people at the top of the funnel when we've got all these people who are already in the funnel, people who already want our products, people who have already raised their hand and said, I, I like and trust you. I like, trust and know you. Sell me something else. Super valuable. I know I'm going to have my team listen in on this because there's definitely some areas yeah. that we can improve upon. Cool. Kelly, where are you most active? Where can people reach out to you? 
Yeah. I mean, I would say come listen to the Kelly Road Show and it's business strategy and inspiration and it's ideas to grow your business. And I'd love to have you come and take a listen. I would say absolute must, must subscribe. It's fantastic. The episodes are nice and short, very tactical, yeah. very actionable. Oh, also, just in case people are listening to this in real time, are there still spots available for your half day event? Oh, there is Millionaire Time Secrets. And you can just DM me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Kelly Roach Official. Just DM me Time Secrets and I'll share some information over. But it's a great way to learn how to build a sustainable business and put your faith and your family and the, the other things that you care about in your life first by really understanding a sustainable time management system for how you grow. I love it. And you'll also find a link to that event if you're happening to listen at the right time of the year. You'll find that in our show description. Kelly, thanks again. You're awesome. Thanks for having me. 